0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
2: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Quote Me. I'm your host Orla Condon and this week I'm joined by pop culture enthusiast Jen Gannon. Coming up on today's show, it was the biggest night in fashion last night as Met Gala 2023 took place in New York. But do we care as much anymore? Certainly not as much as Manny cared about the recent wedding of Sophia Ritchie and Elliot Grange in the French Riviera, or as much as we care about the romance rumors between co-stars Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell that have been all over the internet. In other news, Jen is telling us why we have to watch HBO and BBC's new show, Rain Dogs and binge Married of First Australia. Yes, again, I know we're obsessed. While I'm talking all about my new obsession with Netflix's The Diplomat, and teasing what fans can expect from the Bridges and spin-off series Queen Charlotte, which lands on a streaming service on May 4th. Let's get stuck in. It is a big week for fashion and pop culture enthusiasts alike as it was the first Monday in May, Met Gala Monday, here to discuss
1: that and some other headline news. Jen Gannon, how are you doing? Hello, I survived. The Met Ball or the Met Gala. You're not supposed the to say yeah. the Met Ball Ga- because it's like the Met Bar where all the old and Spice Girls used to go back in like early 2000s. It's, <laughs> it's not all of those connotations that Anna Wintour does not want. I just agree by calling it the Met Ball.
2: I wonder, is Gala probably synonymous with like char- like fundraising and charity? Because obviously it's, a, it's the premise of the event in theory. Yeah. is to raise money for the Met Gallery. So presumably that's why I actually never thought about that before at all. Like gala is yeah. quite not Just sexy. Sounds fancy, sounds fancier. Yeah. How did you watch it? I know a lot of people were staying up. Obviously, there's the time difference. I think the red carpet kicked off at like six p.m. U.S. time yesterday evening, which was much later here. Um, a lot of people stay up to watch it come in. I personally did not. Uh, I just caught Kim K before I went to bed, but did you watch it? Did you
1: try and stay up and watch it or did you I cram it all did. inside? Like I watched Bogue had a live stream. Yeah. Which you would have expected Bogue's live stream to be something special and it was so boring. Yeah. It was just the dullest thing I've I, I think I've ever seen. And it's so annoying because I love Andre Leontali and for me, like, you know, the Met. Like, I know he only died like last year, but it feels like even between last year and this year that something has been missing. Like, and yeah, he, not that he was doing the red carpet even back then. He, he did the red carpet, I think the last time in 2019 or 18. Um, but he was so good at it. And so yeah. he brought it to life in a way that now you're seeing with like influencers or other people that have to kind of replace them. It's just I know Emma Chamberlain is good at her job like I yeah. mean at doing that like I find her funny and I find her funnier than I thought I would like there's something yeah. about her but at the same time she's not Andre daily and then mm. the selection of people they had on the live feed like Derek Blasberg who was just like this ace based about town he like does a bit of work for Vandy Fair he consults for succession so yeah. He's like, Mr. If Candle is wearing this watch, that's the watch that rich people wear. He's that guy. Yeah. So that's interesting, but he's not an interesting person. Um, yeah. And he's not a presenter. He's not um, a personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, very dull. Like Yeah.
2: And who else was on it? Lala Did she do some of it? Lala Ann yeah. did some of it. And um, Chloe, what's her name? Is it Fiverr? Yeah. From-
1: Who's like Saturday Night Live? She was like a comedian. She actually was a great Timothée Chalamet impression but she didn't really pull out last night because it wasn't there. But they, the three of them together, obviously they have no vibe. Uh-huh. They don't really know each other. It's like they've just been thrown together. And I think Derek was there to, Derek, like he's my mate, he was <laughs> there to kind of, you know, give a bit of gravitas and be like, oh, yeah. I'm knowledgeable. But like, he didn't do it in a fun way. It was kind of sober, very boring. Lala uh-huh. was okay, but it felt like she was out of her depth. I think when she was talking to some people, she just kept on, saying the same things kind of over and over again and yeah. just feel prepared and then chloe it was like she didn't she didn't know what she wanted to be like, yeah she like am i here as a comedian as i am i here as a hot girl like it just yeah. didn't gel for me at all which was really and yeah. like i think, I think th- that yeah, was the uh, i
2: think chloe was chloe was quite disappointing in that like you just said it felt like she was trying to kind of play both sides of the coin she was trying to be like I'm here for the comedic effect. I'm here as a person who has a vague interest in fashion, is now on the mm-hmm. red carpets debate. But really my kind of bit of zing to this is comedy because you've got the fashionistas, you know, you've got every Table and you've got that answer. You're probably going to be more engaged in that kind of conversation. And obviously a lot of people may or may not have seen the clip of her talking to uh, Stella McCartney and uh, Aubrey Plaza and that gaff of her seemingly not, knowing who Stella McCartney was yeah. or it was a very awkward interaction and I think it's very hard to then play that off if you're trying to kind of fit the mold as like I, you know, I'm here for my fashion credentials which she's not and that's totally mm. fine but I think she kind of fell between two stools there and it does, It, I mean this kind of stuff reminds me of the, and obviously this is a little bit back, was it at the Emmys? Was it Ashley, Ashley Graham and
1: Hugh Grant? Oh, was it yeah. the Emmys? The, the Oscars?
2: So that interview... Oscars? Yeah. And he and he got torn apart for that interview. And then you felt like that wave of hatred towards Hugh Grant, like, oh, he was so rude. He was so rude. He was so rude. And then you felt this wave back, at least probably on our timelines, mm. of people who kind of work in this sphere being like, well, like Hugh Grant has to do this 50 times in the next half hour, getting asked the same questions. And this is clearly a person who is not prepared. Mm. So like, you can't really blame him for being like, uh, what are you doing? Like, we all have a role to play in this ecosystem. And if you're not kind of studied and ready for us, it, then it's kind of it just exposes why kind of influencers and, you know, star power isn't
1: enough to do that job all the time. Exactly. And I think it's a weird thing as well with with the Met Gala, because you're like, well, what what exactly is it that you want? anymore, yeah. Anna, like she wants to kind of bring in a younger audience, obviously, but then. Do they really care about fashion heritage, or you know who Stella McCartney is? Do they, yeah. or do they want to just see what Kylie Jenner is wearing, or you know, and then move on and and have TikToks uh, break it down the, the the bits? But like, do they care about like, you know, the stuff that like, Andre Leon Talley would have cared about, and stuff like Karl Lagerfeld himself would have cared about about, you know, art and design and uh-huh. art history and whatever. And I think that's the problem with the the macdala last night it kind of fell yeah. flat for, it felt flat for me completely with the theme yeah. and, and with the the way it was presented and the people who were at it it just kind of was a, it, it was just not it wasn't exciting at all no I didn't do yeah that.
2: no I agree I, I I yeah I totally agree and I wonder if it is if it is going to be something that doesn't change going forward given the idea of the event is to kind of pay homage to like, you know, designers or, you know, tastes in design or certain themes from, you know, fashion history. And then also trying to kind of make it this real young space and have mm. all these like really young, kind of culturally cool people there. And it just doesn't feel as much as it's exciting to see people like Emma Chamberlain, you know, hosting for Vogue. It mm. doesn't feel authentically plugged in to Anna Wintour. Whereas previously, yeah. I felt like, even though I wouldn't consider myself, I'm not a fashionista. I love it for like, oh, they they look great. Like I don't, I don't hammer people for the team. I don't like, I it doesn't. I'm just like about kind of the big dresses and the costume and the floor and I what like, happened
1: to that kind of stuff. Like I like fashion the way men like football. Like as in, I don't put me on the pitch myself. Yes, but I like to talk shite yeah. about. It do you know what I mean I can do that all the live long day I love doing that but like I'm not putting myself out there going you know I look amazing all the time or I'm like you know I want to make myself into a fashionista or whatever it's not like that but I just have that kind of interest in it Um, and I think yeah I think Vogue are at a really weird time where people are like you know Anna needs to leave basically Mm. like she's there too long she's too long in the tooth. like people are shredding every U.S. Vogue cover of the past year I'm gonna say they're all like people are tearing them apart online saying you know they look really bland they look really disinterested it looks very boring when you compare it to like Vogue UK that are taking chances and taking risks and they're very bold like an and yeah. really original looking that American Vogue is kind of like a bit yawny right now yeah. and, and people are like really looking at Anna going she should have been gone ages ago and I yeah. have that feeling and if anything I think that like last night is going to cement that in people's minds they're like she she's all over the place she's like you know yeah. hey kids like she is that meme of like Steve Buscemi like in a way and they're like oh you shouldn't yeah. be like that you're out of winter like yeah you know? and it yeah I know I mean look the
2: devil wears link is always made for obvious reasons but like it definitely does feel like that kind of last quarter of the movie where Meryl Streep is like battling with you know, does she hold on to power? How does she force her? And it it does kind of feel like there are these weird parallels now. Like I just feel like Anna Wintour, even when I was younger and I didn't like give a shit about Vogue I didn't give a shit about like designers, because they weren't in my realm. I understood her influence, even though I didn't like really know that much about her. I was like, she's like a really respected person and like can literally do what she wants and can literally call whatever trend she wants, a trend and make it happen, she has that level of influence. And I guess it I mean we talk about this on here all the time. I know we've spoken about it might bottom paper loads. Like the idea of influence has changed so much in recent years because of TikTok and all of these other things, all these other elements that mean you don't need to, it's not a select few anymore that have that power. It's very much something shared. It is very much fleeting. It is and I just think someone like her it, it she feels disjointed with that idea. Um, But let's get in specifically to this one. Um, We had some controversy this year based around the theme. And I think that's, let's start there. Um, It was announced that the theme this year was based on Karl Lagerfeld. It was a line of beauty to honour his career. He was a regular attendee at the event throughout his life. Um, And Vogue said this is dedicated to the legacy of fashion's most hyperactive and prolific mastermind, Karl Lagerfeld a polymath designer who put even the most Android multitaskers to shame and whose uniform staunchly starched collars uh, and his ponytail became the stuff of legend. Um, Worth noting that he designed for Balmain, he designed for Chloe, Fendi, Chanel, obviously. He had his own brand, he worked at tons of other brands, but like he is very synonymous with a lot of the designer garb that you see today if you walked into BT, down to Carl himself. Uh, Very influential, that is not to belittle his influence on fashion, but he's also incredibly controversial because of a lot of really outrageous things he has said about a wide plethora of topics. And we're not talking, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, we're talking the last 10, 15 years. This guy has been like, he has said stuff that is pretty outrageous about stuff that I think we can all agree is kind of like wrong up until as recently as 2018, the year before he died. Um, yeah. We're talking, mostly people would probably know from him for his fat phobic comments. I mean, he was disgusted by people like fat people. He just hated them and and didn't think he, they, they deserved a place to be seen or admired. Um, I know he made comments about, you know, nobody wants to see curvy women on magazines and comments about what was the sweatpants thing it was like but if you wear, have given up on
1: life if, if you given up on life you're wearing sweatpants it means you've given up on life but like also to that same degree he was the person that brought in the, the first Chanel trainer so like the man is a mass was a mass of contradictions mm. and a lot of the time he hid behind saying everything he said to be flagrant in a very Kanye way like that yeah. we used to know uh, to to rile people up, but also that he was playing a character, this character of Karl Lagerfeld, and I think with the fact, phobic, with that whole issue, he was on the bigger side for a very long time. Yeah. Um. After a breakup, when he worked for Fendi, and he was absolutely, you know, like massacred in in the fashion industry, and felt embarrassed and and really disliked himself, and that a lot of that is like this internal like self-hatred definitely yeah. I think a lot of that the tormented him forever and he wrote this horrible diet book where yeah. it was like you know basically don't eat anything and everybody should be a size six and it, you know I remember he was interviewed by Channel 4 News Kathy Newman and he was like when you know she was like we're gonna see society is going to get you know much broader and, and, and more inclusive and and she was like yeah unfor- unfortunately uh-huh. you know, women are going to be allowed to get fat, is what yeah. he said yeah. and, you know, it's not just that, also he was horrible about, like, Angela Merkel's immigration policies, like, he's German and he just thought Germany was going to the dogs, like, and he said some really horrific things around immigration um, I mean, he's a very strange character, very strange yeah. human being, he was born in 1933 he fluffed his date of birth a lot of the time because he didn't want to be associated with part of Hitler's reign didn't want to be associated with the fact that he was born around the time that Hitler was a power so kind of fluffed his yeah. age to make it look like he was a war baby a post-war baby which he wasn't but he still held those bizarre views yeah. and if you ever watch the documentary Larger Felt Confidential that came out in 2007 that's super interesting because I had a lot of interviews with him you don't know if this is something that he's pretending to be or if this is his true feelings and he does talk about like you know being abused as a child as as a young, young child but also kind of being like that was the making of me kind of thing so he has these bizarre views yeah. that are really like stuff that is so offensive that you, you can't yeah actually believe that you know somebody like I mean but also at the same time I have to say there's other people that will say he was so generous. He was a very generous uh, person with his time and his money. Um, as I said, I'll mention him a billion times to his but Audrey Leontali, like was one of a very good friend of his for a while. Now they did kind of have a weird falling out, but like he said, Carl has them all as friends. Quote unquote, because that's just a temperamental kind of mentality that, he yeah. had. But like he paid for him after his beloved grandmother died, he paid for him to go to his house in France. He gave him fifty thousand uh, a check for fifty thousand dollars when when audrey leontali turned 50 like there's a lot of stories about he put people's children to school and like he was generous with his money and his time and anna went to work because they were busy Bates, she said well as close as you could get to be a best friend to that man, said <laughs> that you know publicly he's very different to the way he acts privately and yeah there's no excuse i don't i'm not making excuses any of his behavior obviously because I do think it's no but I guess it explains it, it
2: gives context as to why this pedestal will be given to him and they would pay him this honor it, well, it, uh, it, you know what I mean it's not that they're just you know yeah also it's the arch
1: it, it, it is the arch and I have to say yeah. like, I mean I have to put my hands up here and say I love like that era of Chanel from when he took over from like yeah. 1983 to the mid 90s was like you did not see the, the absolute genius, like, of, like, couture, proper genius that you did with that man and those clothes that, he, like, he d- designed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there are all the things that stick in my mind when I was growing up. Again, it's fashion just looking at those photographs and keep us the You know, we always think of Versace when we think of the supermodels and bringing the supermodels to the forefront of, you know, magazines and, and creating the supermodel, basically. But, you know, Carl Lagerfeld put the supermodel Chanel clothes on the supermodels first. And, yeah. um, you know, people forget that. And he created yeah. that. And he was a really a, such a creative interest in the way he took Chanel and, and changed that brand forever. And um, you will never have somebody like that again. He was very like kind of Andy Warhol figure in that way, but also at the same time, reprehensible. So
2: yeah. it's, it's like, wild, isn't it? Because I feel like the word iconic is thrown around these days on everything. Like it's just like, Flippantly use but I think for his work it is very appropriate mm. given the imagery that we associate with these major brands like the Chanel the classic Chanel quilted bags the the Fendi F upside down F logo that we all know like all of these like the tweeds the black and white Chanel like all of this stuff that is so now like hard to separate from the brands were all birthed from this guy but yet you then hear all of this stuff that he said you're like wow like this is and I and I guess it's just interesting to see to see someone so recently, I mean, this in 2018 he spoke out about the, the Me Too movement mm. basically dismissing the claims of many women in Hollywood about the the sexual assault and harassment that they had faced uh, you know, throughout their careers and various people, mostly men who had done that to them. And he just said some really dismissive, horrible stuff about kind of get over it or like. Well, it's taken him long enough to come out with this. Like lots of this kind of victim blamey stuff. And I think to hear a man in 2018 say this about a movement of, you know, that was supported by nearly all women in Hollywood, and then see many of those women march out last night, you know, with literally his name like adorned on their dresses. And it's like, it's such an interesting conflict. And I just wonder, we see this a lot in sport, I think. Like, you know, men who behave badly but are very good at sport, so things are forgiven. And sure, yeah. look, we all make mistakes at this. And like the, the level of protection that being talented that something can give mostly men. And I see it often in sport. And he's, Carl Averett seems to be a guy that has also kind of come in under that safety net of ah, uh, yeah, look, he said that, but I mean, look at all the stuff he did. and I just think it's really interesting. Because I mean, You can't discredit the work. You can't discredit the influence that he's had yeah. on like every, I mean, again, Meryl Streep said it like, that's not just a blue blouse that you picked. Like everything we wear yeah. has had some kind of legs or arms into his world, but it's just like, it's it's a lot of shit that he said. And it's a lot of shit in recent years that flies in the face of a lot of the stuff that these stars come out and say that they're against. And it's like,
1: I find it very interesting. It's like that. I mean, for me, I mean, it'd be like if the Oscars were like, let's have a whole ceremony celebrating Robert Blansky or, you know, Woody Allen. And yeah. like in in latter times, well, if you look at Woody Allen, we have known these rumors or whatever, or like the actual case with his daughter for a very long time. And yet, Mighty Cyrus was still in, his, yeah. you know, this Amazon series. You know, Timothy Chalamet signed, signed on to be in that film with Selena Gomez. And, that's very recent. And then with someone like Robert Polanski, you had people like Kate Winslet and uh, Johnny Depp, uh, like signing that letter about him in support of him and his artistry. Yeah. And you got a stand in ovation when the pianist won, you know, best film or uh, like at the Oscars that time. And that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And I do think when the time rolls around for Roman Blansky to, you know, exit, I will have conflicting feelings because I do think he is, A genius. I think like Rosemary's Baby. I think Knife in the Water. I think Revulsion. I think Revulsion. I am revolted by him though. (laughs) And so many of his films, like Chinatown, they're all fucking amazing films, but like that man is horrific and never changed his point of view about like how misogynistic he is. And that's entrenched in him. And that's this is what we're facing up to as a society. It's like, what do you do and how do we play this? And yeah, for the Met Gala, I think Alan Wintour was like, He was my mate. I don't give a shit. I get to override everything, which is a problem in itself. And another reason why people are like, hey, she should be gone if she's doing this. And B, she's like, oh, we should separate, you know, the art from the artist kind of thing yet again, which is like, where are we with this? Where are we with this? Which is so
2: interesting, given, given, you know, Condé Nast, the publisher, who owns Vogue, who owns Teen Vogue, who owns Glamour, and it owns endless other titles. It's very interesting that, you know, like you say, that's probably the thought process that like, oh, we, we can separate the art from the other yeah. stuff because this is a celebration of art when publications like Teen Vogue and publications like Glamour have very much leaned into the political space and tried to find that balance. But the bottom line is, is, is this okay for our for our reader? Are we doing the right thing for our reader? And it feels like Vogue is not in that space it feels like Vogue is still trying to be an authority, an authority on whether it's okay or not for us to, and, I, I, and again, like I mean, I still watched it all, I could, still consumed a lot of content, I still think it's great for the uh, get-ups, it's great for the goss, totally. great for yeah. a pregnancy announcement, it's great for a couple reveal, <laughs> like it's great for all that stuff, but I just find it very interesting how, like that Vogue seems to have separated itself out from kind of the rest of the publications within its media house and just we're, kind of said, yeah, well, get over the fact that he thought gay men shouldn't be parents. Like, and yeah. what? And what? And then like a couple of years ago, they're like, we're celebrating all things camp and like leaning into, you know, celebrating all the And it's like, OK, grand. So you can lean into gay culture for one year and then the next
1: year. You can, so I just find it interesting. Oh, it's extremely interesting. And like the thing about it is she is one of the last, not that I'm blaming it all on Anna, because a lot of it yeah, is. Yeah, Anna. <laughs> you know, I do. But, like, <laughs> a lot of it is to do with advertising as well, and how much money and power is behind that, and, and yeah. all of that that we know of. But at the same time, she is one of the last of the old guards from Condi Nast that is still in that job. Like, let's say with Graydon Carter on Vanity Fair, he sat, we will, you know, we have to remember that Graydon Carter sat on the Epstein story and wouldn't let them publish it in Vanity Fair. And they could have broken that story years ago. And then he, you know, changed into the guard. Yeah, to get rid of it. And yeah. it's like that that kind of entrenched old school opinion, old school editorial is what Anna is doing in her own way now. Yeah. By saying, Yeah, I'm I'm still going on with this and and this theme is going to be Lagerfeld till I don't care. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what the results are because I do think critically and also just from a visual perspective, I don't think people were wowed.
2: Yeah. I was going to say like I feel like as much as we've spoken about how iconic his work was and how much of an influence he's had on the fashion industry there's obviously like a top maybe a top five or six things that we could be like okay it's the it's the black and white tweed it's the you know this that and the other and you can you can picture them so clearly and that resulted in a red carpet that was very predictable I mean there were some beautiful looks but it was very predictable there was very few looks that I was like wow like you have those looks over the years that you can recall so clearly because you were like, "That was just such an amazing moment." They absolutely nailed the theme. They looked amazing. Like that's going to be in their best looks video in five years' time when they're going through all their looks. There wasn't a lot of that this year. There was nobody also tur- a bit of no. like
1: nobody say turned in. Nobody turned up nobody. as well. Nobody. Nobody. Tur- so, there was no high ticket, high value. Like Beyonce wasn't there. Dada Beyonce. wasn't there. Ariana Lively, Grande as well, was a there. big one. Zendaya uh, wasn't there.
2: Zendaya, Haney Bieber, I know there. she's not like top tier, but I think for that younger demographic, she was. Timothy wasn't there.
1: Blake yeah. Lively, Harry Hase Styles Hase. wasn't there. Harry like, Styles, yeah. It was just a lot of big people that you would expect to see that bring that kind of flamboyancy. Yeah. To the mat. I mean, the only person that we were like we're waiting for was Rihanna, and even when she did appear, I was like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. looked beautiful, but it was yeah. like okay grand
2: it was nearly the combination of her and Asap Rocky together was nearly like yeah. better like him wearing the jeans with like the kilt over top and he looked amazing but I get it, it look
1: amazing after kicking that no one in the face <laughs> where is she she should have been like I want to know her backstory <sighs> I Why want that I happen? just I just want one pop
2: culture story that's not problematic just <laughs> there's always some asshole fella who's done some, some asshole shit and I'm like guys you're ruining everything for us
1: well, how like, could you ruin that, Rihanna? That's her thing, you know? And why, why was he allowed in?
2: I just don't know if we'll ever top like the pizza dress. Like, I just don't know if no. we'll ever top it. Like, trying to try do the gas pizza dress, the little red bob. Like, it was just oh, iconic. Like, perfection. Just perfection. Perfection. Absolutely
1: stunning. And Claudia Schieffer didn't turn up and she was Carl's muse. Like, as yeah. in, she was the Lagerfeld bride at the end of every Chanel show. It was always Claudia, Claudia, Claudia. Yeah. Um, and she didn't turn up. And that was weird. Yeah. And then Kate Moss turned up and she was a very much a Chanel, ninety Chanel gal. And she looked I love Kate Moss. She looked the worst that Mossy has ever looked in her yeah. life. She 90 I mean, really lo- inch.
2: I thought it looked cute, but I was like, this is not the event for this. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't feel like you've you've matched the event to the dress. Like, she
1: looked very tired, it, I have to say. Just, I was like, did she just get like thrown off the of flight, like, immediately and thrown out onto the carpet? To be because, fair,
2: though, like, she walked the red carpet with her daughter, who is the absolute spit of her. And, like, made, if you're walking the red carpet with your daughter, who's the image of you, who's what, like, 25 years younger, true. like, your face is going to be battle. So you know I mean?
1: Show her how <laughs> to do it, Mona. Because now there, don't tell me you don't have some of those iconic Chanel looks in the back of oh, your f- wardrobe, okay. I mean, I mean, the one person that I was like, this is what I wanted from everyone was Giselle. And I know yeah. Giselle fan. I find her bland. I find her just boring as a model. But my God, like yeah. she is a super model. She worked yeah. every inch of that outfit yeah. off the charts. And there is, the, there is not oh, one bad
2: picture of her. Like she, uh, there was a clip of her on TikTok where she was just doing, she was swirling around to this big kind of feathered kind of coat over a yeah. white kind of slim dress and she was just spinning and people were like what the fuck and it was like no 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 every picture is golden Done. every single one is a winner like yeah. she just gets it. she gets the moment that she has she knows how to make it work for her um
1: it was really, we... it was fucking glam because it yeah. was like post divorce yeah that's like, why Tom Brady this is uh... why you could have won i like that's the reason but that's just maybe an old person that's the reason why these women were supermodels because with the likes of someone like Kendall Jenner, who cannot model to save her life. And people are like, oh, what is modeling? It's just walking. And it's like, yeah, that bitch can fucking walk. Have you seen her? Also, she refuses to acknowledge the fact that she has a neck. Please use it. Like, I've never seen the wor- worst modeling in my whole life. I've seen girls just strut down like Henry Street that should be on catwalks compared to her. And the only reason why she is there is because she's a Nepo baby and like yeah. family money and there's so many of them these days, and that's the difference. Giselle is just like this Brazilian beauty. Kate Moss was this kid from Croydon, and like this was what model it was and why it was so exciting yeah. and why people were mad for it. These girls are so bland now, and you could see that last night with the difference between someone like Giselle and someone yeah. like a Jenner. They're like, No, yeah. no comparison. Like Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, Giselle, it was definitely a moment. Um, before we dive into some of the specific looks, there was a couple of stories uh, that probably would have been bigger stories had they not been in amongst the madness. The first story of the night, Anna Wintour seemingly confirms her romance with uh, Bill Nye, which has been rumored yeah. really the years. They walked the red carpet or the cream carpet together. Uh, uh, she, she fresh carpet went.
1: it was exactly like two pennies oh, what was, was going on
2: awful. and then when the cockroach
1: came it was like i was like oh my god this is awful someone on Twitter was- were like carl is there look yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cockroach is out of the
2: time of its life oh my god sorry, it's like there was more pictures taken of that cockroach during last night like unreal but that was one of the first stories that came out um Then Serena Williams arrived confirming that she was pregnant with her second Mm. uh, baby and put up some cute caption about she got a plus one or something like that. Uh, So did Carrie Kloss. She also confirmed that she was pregnant with her second child last night. A similar caption was posted, I think, on her social media. Um, The Kardashian-Jenners were there, as we've discussed. There's been weeks of rumors that they would not be invited this year, that they were taking the McAllen in a new direction, and they were leaving the Kardashian Jenner's out with trash, and they were moving on with it. Absolute bollocks! They just said sorry, Chloe, sorry, Cordy, sorry, Chris. not this year. Um, yeah. I think well, to be honest, think it that, them,
1: Blonde but, Bob, I know. Oh, if, they, if they were, if they hadn't have arrived, yeah, it would have been a weird year because they're like, well, who who else is there of that kind of you know to look at? You, you always know they're gonna attract um, someone's attention. And like widest audience possible, if that's what you want, mm. then ask them. You have to ask them, yeah. even though Courtney's invite obviously, obviously got lost in the post after last year was so beautiful. <laughs> <abusive. laughs> but like, come here. I just think the
2: Courtney stuff, um we'll get to it in a while um, when we discuss our next topic. Yeah, the Courtney stuff is just so. I don't. I. I don't know. This de-influencing Kardashian stuff is very interesting to me, and they're kind of fading influence and, and what place
1: they're going to hold in, in that space over the next few years is they're in is, their flop era and if they think yeah. they're dropping my Jimmy into their flop era they're doing got it if that so some of the some of the standout lives from last night for me please jump
2: in with comments agreements disagreements I've said these for both good and bad reasons one of the big ones that was making headlines was Jared Leto he was wearing Carl Lagerfeld he was dressed as I can say the name? the cats yeah carol's beloved cats um awkwardly he wasn't the only one dressed as a cat doja cat also uh she was wearing Oscar de la Renta she had like a prosthetic
1: um what
2: yeah do you call it? she looked like first like
1: planet of the apes yeah like a very planet of the apes season. it did not look like a cat to me it looked yeah. like the Grinch Like, it was weird. It wasn't like a sexy, pussy gap moment. And also it just gave me bad vibes because it it reminded me of Cats. And I was like, I I don't want to think about that film anymore. It's too soon. Too soon. The other
2: thing is, though, I do like when people just have a bit of fun with it. And I did like (laughs) how she was like, did you see her interview with Emma Chamberlain that she did where she answered all the questions like with meows? I was like, do you know what? Take the piss. Have a laugh getting there like you've worn your prosthetic nose like come on you're not gonna be that like
1: yeah it. I'm, I'm wearing oscar de La renta like do you know what i mean i loved as well which was she was bathing in the background so it was like she was yeah. caught on camera like having a vape on the on the carpet with her fucking mad prosthetic face it was brilliant i was like about yeah. gonna melt like Whoa. watch yourself Just, yeah Look, her whiskers in her that was really annoying to me. though. well, it's annoying yeah. because Jared Leto. But like, what was really funny was when I was following it online. Loads of people thought it was Taylor Swift because they were waiting for Taylor to come, oh. and they were like, "She loves cats. Oh, she would totally do this." But then, when the head came off, her, I mean, all the like Swifties are like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> and then apparently he's playing. I don't know how true this is. Jared Leto's playing Carl Largbeld in an upcoming uh, Iopic, which I think is the worst just, idea. Ever.
2: I just, I just didn't find it like, and there were so many people being like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's like, is it? No. Is it? Like, yeah. No. I don't think it is. Like, it's, <laughs> he's worn a giant cat costume. Like, I, I just don't think it is. Yeah. Um, Nicole, a lot of vintage last night, Nicole Kidman in Vintage Chanel from that, like, I remember it like, uh, it, it's yesterday. It. Doesn't fly for Chanel ads yep. where she's, sat looking at the Eiffel Tower and she had it was just stunning she wore that same dress last night um, yeah. looked equally as stunning nearly what nearly 20 years later like insane insane insane
1: I and know, when is Keith insane. Urban going to do something else with himself
2: I like him just kind of being there and <laughs> and adoring her do you know what I mean yeah, I, I just like
1: mean like Lisa... when is the Lisa Rinna hair going to go even Lisa Rinna yeah. has changed her hair and yet Keith Urban still has her old hair. Like, where is yeah. that gonna
2: end? Yeah, I just want it's better a, for yeah.
1: Nicole. I know.
2: I he needs to kind of modernize, doesn't he? But like, also, I'm like, do you know what, Keith? It works in the space you're in. You have the True. same, you but know you know what I mean? I like. I'm like, yeah. I just like how adoringly he always looks at her, um, yeah. and how he doesn't ever try and like steal her moment. It, it's just nice to see him. Kind of, you watch them, and then he kind of steps back and lets her do her thing, and then he kind of just.
1: Maybe that's on. why he has that hair because he knows it just won't detract yeah. from Nicole.
2: Yeah, maybe that's Book it. Man. Maybe that's it, actually. um, Yeah, with lots, of, with lots of vintage, we had Margot Robbie was also wearing vintage Chanel, which I thought was quite funny given the
1: criticism for Margot Robbie and her Chanel partnership. Well, now that's because she's got a new stylist. Hello, Insider of My favourite stylist ever. Like she had a, bit, a terrible stylist. Uh, oh, I can't say that. Well, I mean, my taste, her stylus was was really doing her dirty. I'm not the only person that said this. No, her the internet was overwhelming. Was, was putting in absolute shite, and like a, I think the pinnacle of it was they made her look like a, The Handmaid's tail like mixed with like a a, a, a Marquee. There's just they had her in this giant red plain dress, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, she cannot have the same stylus before Barbie comes out." So, put to when the Barbie, like there was. But was that Comic Con? When did they launched Barter Barbie yeah. D- last week? So yeah. I was like, she looks absolutely stunning. I was like, what the hell's going on here? I Looked up and she's used to <laughs> my favorite, on. my favorite stylist, uh, Andrew Mukamel, who is Zoe Kravitz's stylist. Um, he used to be in Cal on Earth, the Kelly Catron spin-off of The Hills. He was one of the. Uh, he was actually Kelly's assistant, and I have followed yeah. his career since then because I am in love <laughs> with him i'm so glad that they're working together because i do think she looks amazing it's yeah last right yeah she, vast. Looked good. she looked good
2: um Suki so waterhouse i thought it looked amazing last night i know she got a bit of criticism for it being quote-unquote boring i just adore yeah. her and i just thought it was amazing she was in vintage fendi she was there with uh robert patterson they were being very cute i'm yeah, just making you know who else
1: was there fk twigs was there yeah and Kristen Stewart the whole I was like, gang all of that exes the lineup up is full like they're Love all that there um,
2: who else was a standout Olivia Wilde she was in Chloe there was another attendee in Chloe as well who looked in yeah. my opinion better yeah uh, the, which, the black
1: so she was wearing the white version of it and the, and the other attendee was wearing the kind of navy version of the navy version was so yeah, much nice. it looked. yeah it was
2: cool sydney sweeney had a standout moment again like I people mean, really it. excited about her she was in mew mew
1: she looked amazing so Bombshell. good like for me there was like three bombshells it was like sydney sweeney I, kiki palmer oh yes. my god she looked a divine. real incredible yeah. and obviously Anne Hathaway oh they were like my god incredible look at bombshells like just the the transformation
2: just quickly oh. to sidetrack to, to Anne Hathaway the, the the overhaul she has done to her career from being quote <laughs> unquote, one of the most hated women in Hollywood like so unpopular so uncool to now having this moment where she's like this kind of slight like outside of the traditional age gap for an it girl but she's having like this like late it girl moment and it's like and that's no discriminated towards her age but usually it's like the like young 20s and I'm like hi babies (laughs) she looked amazing like her whole body right now
1: is just like it's like a different person it's like so exciting to see her having this resurgence and it was a really clever idea because it was Versace but it was like vintage Versace like as in uh, Liz Hurley like the, the the dress like with the, the safety pin the safety pin yeah And also it was a chanel twist on that they it was with a tweet, piece, right? the Chanel speed oh, oh it, it just, just looks stunning actually had that back kind of yeah, home yeah we're just amazing a moment amazing what a moment but yeah
2: Citi's city's really just an absolute standout last night um who
1: else was kind of exciting well christian uh, stewart turned up Oh, yeah. To be the Timothy Chalamet, I didn't get. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> <laughs> It was like she was cosplaying as Timmy for me. Oh, she looked was great because I love she? her too. She looked yeah. amazing. She was wearing um, resort wear. So it was uh, the men's from, God, I want to say 2006 or was it 16? But it was like cruise wear. So it was men's yeah. wear. But I wish she had a, a hat because I had a cool kind of Panama hat on the original one. Oh, I, I kind think of like her hair
2: being real, like, longer. you yeah. know, pomade, mess, whatever. Man. So, like, look, a lot of the menswear looks were very disappointing last night. but There were a few exceptions to those rules. Bad Bunny, I thought, looked amazing. He was in uh, Doc Mas, looked really good. Uh, Lil Nas X was in Hedgedo Swarovski. So if you haven't seen the pictures, I think you're imagining correctly what it looked like. <laughs> um, there was a few, like, really interesting and fun menswear
1: looks. Um, what's his name? Tyka Psycho, yeah. Yeah, Tycho he was, looked amazing. I, he looked better than Rita Ora. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. normally yeah, true too. But he we'll, yeah.
2: like, really did. We'll save but... that for, for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there was some, there was, there was some exciting menswear looks as well, which is good to see because I think even up until a couple of years ago, that just wasn't the case. I did, exactly. I think until Kanye he wore, de- like, denim jeans on the or a
1: denim jacket on the Metcala. And Chadwick friends. Boseman. Chadwick Boseman that year yes. where the team was, like, religious, whatever. He just, it was know, so amazing. amazing that night yeah. and that i think now we, kind of we have,
2: it. Yeah, we're getting a lot more of that which is which is very yeah. exciting um overall <laughs> let's wrap up this really short segment <laughs> <laughs> overall disappointing still a lot of stories came out of it it still has its place in the calendar and i oh. think there's definitely a salvable event there like it still is really really like anticipated by people up and down the spectrum from, you know, people who are really in that space and work in that space and really look at this night as for influence. And also just people like myself who sit at home on Instagram too late on the Monday night to be like, oh, geez, they all look gorgeous. Like <laughs> It definitely has a place, but it felt like it was kind of losing its grip on it a little bit this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You want to tighten those reins and make it just more of a moment where it yeah. used to be. That's yeah. what it needs to be.
2: Some person who is absolutely tightening their grip on influence and is having, I mean, I just can, I have obsessed over this for two weeks now, and I'm so glad we finally get to talk about it. Sophia Ritchie, 24 years young, got married two weeks ago to Elliot Grange in what was... some man. Just some, yeah. He's from a wealthy family. Whatever, <laughs> Elliot, I'm so sorry. Um got married in this like expectedly beautiful celebrity wedding in France Uh, and as much as that all was was lovely for me it was just this masterclass in brand building you know marketing yourself creating a space for yourself in in the pop culture space like what her team has done in two weeks will be taught in marketing courses across the globe like it was insane the influence that this event had i mean the stuff met gala could only have anticipated like i could only wish for
1: for itself it's just bizarre to me it's bizarre to me because i was like oh do i have to give a shit about <laughs> sophia richie now like i don't give a shit about her who cares and then it's like tiktok after tiktok after tiktok yeah get ready with me from like you know before the night before she was heading over get ready with me on the day of her wedding from all her bridesmaids. that like they yeah. did it in such a clever way of knowing exactly who their market is and yeah. sucking the goddamn life out of them. Yeah. Like, and then it was just, it was like a virus. Yeah. It just hit <laughs> everybody at the same time. And you're like, whether well, you want to, yeah, this was our, our latest pop culture pandemic. People were yeah. like, if you want it or not, you're getting served this content. Like, you're just exactly. not escaping it. And, and it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, everything I've learned about this wedding uh, has been against my will. And that's, (laughs) it's scary though. Like, that is scary to me because it's not like a wedding I don't give a shit about. It's not like, oh, it's you know, Madonna's getting married or you know what I mean? Like somebody that you're like, oh my God, like like a a Beyonce vow renewal or something like exciting. Like It's some little bitch who I don't give a shit about who's as mousy as fuck and the last time we saw her, she was hanging off Scott Disick. But this, like, is, this is, is what I mean, right? Amazing when you like, think about it.
2: Her career had been... So obviously she dated Scott Disick in years past. She was quite... A child. And much <laughs> younger at the time. And it, that was very well documented in every single story that ran about them, rightly really. so. And I think it, it placed her in a certain space on the like parameter of what's hot and what's not. And she became kind of this like extended kind of circle of the Kardashians and that's not very valuable and she was the sister of you know Nicole Richie who that's not really that valuable because we want Nicole we don't really want you she wasn't this like influential fashion girlie at the time and then she that ended he got with some other inappropriately young girl and then she kind of disappeared for a while off the kind of main space like obviously fans and stuff still are but like she wasn't like in my ecosystem for a very long time and then she just sprang back up uh, with this wedding. Just for anyone who didn't know, like me, uh, Elliot Grange, 30 years of age, a music executive. They got engaged last April after about a year of dating. Uh, his family, incredibly wealthy. His father is the CEO of Universal Music Group. Incredibly, 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 incredibly wealthy. Um, Marrying another very wealthy girl. Um, And it was just, I mean, it was, they were using this like old money elegance and like this old Mm -hmm. money glamour kind of stamp across all of the content and like everyone was saying, you know, she has literally
1: created a new,
2: like this new vibe that everyone Like a
1: royal wedding. Like it's like like a royal wedding but a celebrity royal wedding. But like the weirdest thing, I think, that you just said there when you wrap your mind around it. So they were seeing each other for about a year, got engaged in April, but then spending a year prepping this wedding. The, which means the probably the we- the prepping of the wedding process maybe lasted longer than the actual relationship has, which tells yeah. you all you really need to know about these people. If it's like a 24 year old getting married, you know what I
2: mean? I will, I will say like from all of the videos I have seen of her of them interacting in her very short TikTok career, like they do seem cute and happy and all that kind of stuff and but that's
1: great she's crazy. 24 she doesn't know any difference. she's <laughs> happy she's not happy with scott disc before her come on like i am very cynical about this because i find it bizarre like this yeah. is from somebody when i have really bad anxiety i read vogue weddings religiously like just the the wedding articles that just is this. so neat, They're so neat. Ridiculous. it's always like bunny max stevenson met blah 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 he's father is the count of blah blah uh now they have their own island and like everybody wore blue from like the 1950s like it's absolutely wild it's so wild so this was like that like played out large yeah it's, like a little bit of celebrity attached to it and i oh, think yeah you know it has a little bit of celebrity sheen but like i just think the fact that we were so bombarded with it is is a way it's so different it's such a because the way we used to be bombarded with celebrity weddings was it was F. It was like written on the foot of Bokeh magazine or yeah, it was. You're waiting you know, for Vic- the spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Victoria and David Beckham and, and uh, Brooklyn Beckham in that tiny little purple top hat in Ireland. It was a statsuit. Oh, God. In literal Castle. I, like, I, I do
2: all I can enough to not have to Brooklyn back up. Like, I takes everything in me. Even
1: then, of... he, knew he was oh. absolutely idiotic. But, Awful. like, that was, the, you know, that's what cyber- weddings were synonymous. With. Yeah. But royal weddings, which were dear, uh, different. But then, this is kind of melding mm. of those, but also, like you said, with that kind of old money kind of aristocracy almost being yeah. off it. But it's a, a wedding that's created by pure people and stylists because this girl doesn't know who she is she's 24 years old and it's not like she has a, she hasn't got a personality do you, do you know where her personality is because <laughs> I haven't got a fucking clue like she's so blank to me oh, she's like I just really I just was so in that way like just yeah, dead no, inside
2: dead a, inside a rich yeah 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 but I was just I was just like I couldn't believe the, just how sh- they were able to just capture this week and just dominate. I mean, they and I think it's because it kind of ticked off a lot of boxes, right? It had this kind of old school money. It had like, you know, the the Lionel Ritchie and his kind of line. It had this kind of really wealthy English businessman and his family, and they were all fancy accents and all this stuff. They had that. It also had like millennial gold dust that is like Nicole Ritchie, Paris Hilton. All of those kind of celebrities from like the the knots that we just obsessed over, like Cameron Diaz, these kind of people. Good Charlotte performed at it, so like for us, it's like tick 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 tick. But then you hmm. also had like this like a new aesthetic that people are loving, and then you had all of these influencers who are all from very wealthy backgrounds as well, documenting this whole wedding around the social media sphere, and then you had Sophia launching her TikTok. At the same time to do get ready with me's makeup tutorials, you know, styling sessions with her stylist and her team. I mean, she launched her TikTok two weeks ago. She has one point seven million followers now. She has over sixteen million likes. And she has over one hundred and twenty five million views on thirteen videos that launched two weeks ago. That Which is, is insane. insane. That is but also
1: insane. That's it, love. That's the pinnacle of your life now, bitch. Because how are you going to top that? Bye. How are you <laughs> going to top that? I'm sorry, we're not. Like, there's no... Like, I think it's amazing. As a feat of pure. I think it's actually incredible. Incredible. And it's so clever. Yeah. Like you said, it hit all of those boxes and the way it was launched. I think they're called Banana Split or her pure company because she mentioned them about five times in a Vogue interview. So I'm, I'm I guess that's who they are. They are, without a doubt, I'd say they're booked up for the rest of oh, their life. Incredible, incredible, like, unbelievable. But and
2: I mean, I mean, the styling, everything was amazing. Like we, don't, I don't want to get too into that because I feel yeah. like we're just exhausted from McCall's stuff. But for, <laughs> from that perspective, yeah, her agency, her management, her marketing team, her PR team, just
1: wow. Yeah, like wow. You, but maybe they could only do that with a person that was like her because you don't know much about them and you yeah. don't really care. do really care about them, so it's yeah. like in you know go. Yeah. interest. Yeah, So it was a sweet spot because I think if they had had a more a bigger profile as themselves or a more outspoken or you know more of a personality I don't know if it has been as successful as yeah. it was. Because yeah, it was and like launching a superstar. It was insane and because of that
2: she's not as known her personality isn't as known her work isn't as known there wasn't like a lot of negativity to get around there wasn't like things that they needed to iron out she was she had literally vanished from like the public space, like but definitely from the top headlines on the top like tiers of the tabloids. And it was just like a clean slate that they got to enjoy and just create this new person. Like it was literally that like, she just walked out of some cryo chamber and was like, I'm ready to get <laughs> married and I've got to be perfection <laughs> in 27 Chanel looks and huh. my clean girl barely there blush. And it was just like, what the fuck? And there's also been a lot of, of comparison I said we'd circle back to Kourtney Kardashian, her wedding to Travis Barker, the influence that that they expected that to have, and the influence it did. And then, obviously, Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham, another celebrity wedding that I think they felt it was going to be this this thing because they, did, I mean, they did the Vogue spread right, like right mm. after the wedding. Yeah. So Vera Richie did Vogue wedding or Vogue video that day, and they were up that day. It was very much instant; we could consume the wedding along through the timeline. And I just think it came from a marketing team and a team that more clearly understood
1: the, the audience and yeah. the market
2: and what yeah. they wants to consume versus a team that was working with Kourtney Kardashian and what they do and feeding it out in the same way. And then mm-hmm. Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham who just they just seemed to over-exaggerate the influence that they thought these two people would have and the glamour that they thought that they would... Bring and it's it's just it's interesting to me to look at those three weddings and be like wow how differently Sophia and how it's changed
1: is. yeah and all, like how it's changed so rapidly because I think you know with the Kardashians we've seen so many event weddings for them that it doesn't feel special yeah um and also because of their show it's almost like the show is trying to catch up with the reality and by the time yeah. you see this wedding it's like when neighbors used to come in from Australia yeah. and it was like eight weeks <laughs> later, you're kind of like, oh yeah, we did this, whatever. Everyone yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. a pilot show. Like, we don't care about it anymore as much as we would have. And yeah. then with the whole like Brooklyn Beckham thing, they they were trying to do it in a classical way and be like, we'll give it to Vogue and like, we'll have this very prestige kind of feel from it because it's Vogue by its very nature. And not understanding that their audience, if they have an audience, don't buy Vogue. They don't yeah. care. The Vogue audience, don't give a shit about them because yeah. they're just they're trash. Yeah, like they're they're not fashion people. Yeah, like really. Let's be honest. So they didn't like them either. So I yeah. think that's why this wedding has been so good because it's it's a, a marketing team that know exactly who their audience is and how to yeah. exploit that. Yeah, and, it's, and I'd say Haley Bieber has them on speed dial Off. and just repeat it. me out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> help it, me. It was it was incredible. It was so impressive. I mean, I don't know how. She's going to keep up this momentum, but it was like, it was truly just amazing to see her literally capture every part of the internet and be like, I'm going to have you hanging on every word because I'm going to deliver them to you minutes after I have them spoken. Like it was just an understanding of consumption of media that I haven't seen on many celebrity weddings as, as of late. I don't think ever. Ever. Especially, especially when, you know, anticipation was so low, like nobody was like, oh, I can't wait for her to get married. She understood that she wasn't, you know, monetizing off of that. She was just going to create the excitement by delivering it straight away. Whereas I think Nicola Palson and back Beckham felt like there would be this anticipation,
1: but nobody gave a fuck. Like nobody no. cared. And never in, in, in those bite-sized portions that people yeah. want. Like I just think the whole get ready with me with the bridal party was a Friends. stroke of genius. Yeah. A stroke of genius. Like, yeah. I just every inch of it was just oh my god the, they're an amazing team yeah well
2: done to you Sophia Ritchie and team and Elliot I guess I'm sure he <laughs> whatever that man sure, barely sure has eyes. Some of it. in every photo I was like
1: could he not open his eyes oh, for his fucking wedding
2: no, photos no come here I'm getting married abroad and I'm fucking terrified <laughs> about being squinty McSquinterson <laughs> in every single picture so Elliot I'm sure I'll feel your pants um <laughs> That's the only thing that I'll have in common with <laughs> multi-millionaire Elliot Craig. We don't right? know
1: that. We don't know
2: yeah, that. I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he loves the pop culture rant. Who knows? You're welcome anytime. <laughs> um, finally, I want to discuss we're a little bit late to this one but I didn't want to there's been a few updates the last few days so I thought let's perfect let's monetize on that. Uh, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell and <laughs> these romance rumors that are just stuck to them like glue. These two and- have been filming uh, an upcoming rom-com of anyone but you in Australia over the last few months. And in recent months, there have been non-stop rumors about whether they're dating or not. And for no, like, bad reason. Like, there are lots and lots of reasons as to why people would be suspicious. There are lots of pictures of them being very, very cozy. Mm. Lots of pictures of her hanging out with him and his family at the zoo and, like, family dinners. And, you know, just being very comfortable with each other, very flirty, all of the stuff that you want to see from a duo, duo starring in an upcoming rom-com. The conflict is that at the time, both of them were in relationships. Sydney is engaged uh, to Jonathan DeVino and Glenn Powell was dating up until very recently. Um, uh, Gigi Paris.
1: I love I, that name. I, I love that name. Is she a drag queen? That was she my first thought. <laughs> is she? <laughs> I mean, that is a drag. I mean,
2: someone some got to take that like immediately. Um, and that's where the kind of the lightning bolt underneath this story really took off because it was like, oh, we've got all of these other people involved. And while there is this really, you know, compelling evidence that there is some kind of, you know, chemistry here. What does this mean for the partners and all this kind of stuff? Um there was clips of them doing promo at CinemaCon in Las Vegas last month, where they're being very flirtatious. There are lots of body language experts doing be, doing videos explaining. And if there's one thing I hate in this world, it is body language experts thinking <laughs> that they are judged during and executioner. But I was also like, Ugh, I kind of see it. It's very complicated, and it got added. Uh, that complica- complexity was magnified when Powell's girlfriend of three years, Gigi Parry. Roke up with him, uh, ended things. She unfollowed uh, Sydney on Instagram uh, and then kind of seemingly confirmed that they had split. No. Sydney, our, Sweeney was seen out of her engagement ring for a couple of outings and then not last night, the night before the Met Gala, her and Jonathan DeVito were seen out on a date night um, seemingly trying to kind of squash these month-long running rumours of her in a romance. Like, what is going on, Jen?
1: I love this. I was very excited because it's such an old school
2: scandal. Yes. Um, yes.
1: And it felt really good to me. And even if they are just selling a movie, they're selling it with a um, piece of their bodies. And there I is, love there it. is
2: nothing that makes me want to go see a rom com in cinemas when it gets launched more than this shit. I think because big. you're just like,
1: are they doing it? Are they <laughs> doing it? Like it's such a timeless scandal. It's like, you know, Rangelina. Mm. It's like Liz Taylor, you know, and Eddie Fisher. It's yeah. like such a cinematic so like, rope in itself. Like I love it. And like Sydney Speedy, like we're saying, she is basically like the 70s kind of bombshell. Like she's having such a moment. Yeah. And like whether it's with like a brilliant performance in Euphoria, I have to say I think she's a, a really clever actress. And the way that, you know, the tabloids, are, not even the tabloids, but just the press in general are obsessed with every inch of her body yeah it, it feels like an old school starlet moment yeah where like you know they'd be like oh my god like you know Angelina can't get enough of her or Cameron Diaz or Julie Roberts it feels like you know maybe not in the actual way but Daphne in the visual way that it's yeah. a, an anointing of this new sex kitten yeah and like really leaning into that and like that video of the two of them together where he is dipping her for no reason there's no reason why he should have his hands around her and oh, be like, on, to put, on the to couch, over. right? Like they're yeah. like sitting. Yeah. And just the two of them uproariously laughing. And, and then, like, she has yeah. all these behind the scenes photographs from the set. And they're yeah. all almost like of him just being hot with his top off. Like, they're like, if I was his girlfriend, I would be flying to Australia yeah. immediately. Like, and, you know, Gigi, for her sake, like, she put up <laughs> like a screenshot of Aretha Franklin respect and then like you know that that came out then that they had broken up and then they said i think it's really it's hard for glenn powell more than it is i think for sydney Sweeney, because i think in a way if you're classed as a homewrecker in hollywood you're classed as like as bam, and you're classed as like you know sexual napalm to use yeah. like a john mayer's brave good god i never thought i'd do that <laughs> like you know, you're explosive and you're dynamite and people can't get enough of you. But like, if yeah. you're a guy, it's like you're a fuckboy. And, like, he doesn't want to be seen as a dirty dog. Yeah. And they came out, his people came out with this ridiculous statement saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. Gigi uh, only unfollowed uh, Sydney Sweeney because Sydney didn't follow her back. And it felt like this very oh, childish uh, way of trying to deflect issues. And his people are, are spiraling out of control. What Whereas an awful with- defense, because she didn't follow her back. I know, oh, but, well, I have a job, bitch. Yeah. Um, and it's like, with him, I think it's just taken this kind of adverse effect with her. I forgot she was even engaged. Yeah. I was like, oh, who is that guy? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, and then the whole date night thing happened. And then the whole, like, the Daily Mail had pictures of him leaving their place with bags. And I was like, hey, I guess yeah. he's probably- didn't he have
2: the dog as well there was like yeah. a dog and he had bags and it looked very damning and then it was like oh no I think he's just going to New York because she's got the yeah. Met Gala
1: and it was It'll like work. Oh. I think it's okay but like I do think they would make a really cute couple really cute because, couple very attractive so similar in in the way that and, and like so similar in their careers as well where it's yeah. just like it could really ignite for them it could really kick off for them um, but we'll see I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. like more news that is going to come out about it,
2: yeah. And it, but yet it also, like you said, it wouldn't surprise me if this just bizzled away with the movie when it releases. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, I think that's why we've enjoyed this story so much is that it does. It feels very Brangelina. It feels very that mm. time where it was like pictures of Brad and Angela on set, and you know, yeah, Jane is flying out on holidays to get away from the drama, and it's like all this stuff that, I mean, in itself was very toxic. But this feels we're more at a distance from these people now it doesn't feel as um. intrusive these are pictures that they're sharing on social media clips that they're sharing on social media that people are like oh yikes I don't know how I feel about that if you were my fella like I'm not 100% sure like it just feels again like a masterstroke and PR for this movie because That's I am it. fucking there as soon as
1: it drops I'm there like and no bother gave me that dopamine hit that giddiness that you feel about Love Island it was real kind yeah. of like that as well they were like whoo yeah. how's this gonna pan out this is great like I know If you know, I feel bad for people, yes, don't. Yeah,
2: (laughs) sorry, Jonathan. (laughs) Whatever's going
1: on. (laughs) But at the same time, it just felt really enjoyable. And it wasn't because a lot of gossip at the moment can be just very depressing. And and it's always about some straight man that did something terrible years ago or yesterday, or you know what I mean? Or like someone like Jonathan Major's getting arrested. Like it's very damaging and, and, and traumatic. Whereas this just feels like old school. Brought yeah. the kind of gossip magazine fodder, yeah. and I think that's why everybody's been enjoying it and not, not treating it in the Brangelina way. Because I think even with Brangelina, which was a roller coaster, yeah. even that was kind of tainted because you we were. We loved it was, her. It was Jennifer Aniston. We loved yeah. Jen. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. I went with you. It also starts there with Maroni. Mulroney, uh, Michelle Hurry, Rachel Griffiths is in it. There's no release date, no mention of a platform for streaming release either. But filming, I think, has concluded mm. uh, or they're nearly there. So make it that what and you it's will.
1: It's <laughs> the director of Easy A as well. Yeah, And Easy like, A is such a great like film like yeah. of that genre that I think that's another reason why people are so excited for it too. Because if yeah. like, well, if anybody knows how to steer that ship and make it fun, you know, we have, like if it's like Easy A, We're already there, like so. I think that's another layer of excitement about it as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Other than the headline stuff that's been dominating our minds and every thought over the last week, what have you been loving, Jen? What things have been bringing you joy in the last week? Is it telling? Um, Is it food? Is it the fact that the evenings that are coming much later? What are you enjoying?
1: I have to say, I, and I'm so annoying. Like I put this on my Instagram story, like every minute of the day, so I know, like people that know me are like, "Oh God, please stop." So I'm going to tell other people at large. <laughs> and I know it's halfway through the season ending, but not condoning that you find it somewhere online. But I am <laughs> Rain Dogs, the TV series Rain Dogs. It's one of my TV shows of the year. It's just completely captured my very existence for weeks and it's like daisy may cooper so from this country i, j- I just love her anyway yeah. um and jack farthing and they it's written by cash caraway who's this irish writer um who wrote the book skin to stay and flesh Pot. She wrote two books kind of a better background and she's working class uh from like a pretty impoverished kind of background and uh, living on a housing estate and then moved to London and ended up becoming um, a stripper at like a peep show in Soho. And this kind of needs to be based on those two books. So it's about yeah. Daisy May Cooper, Bruce's character, she's a wooden writer called, she calls herself Costello Jones. She works at a peep show in Soho. She's trying to keep a roof over the, her head and her daughter said she's 10 years old and it's just finding it really difficult. And then this man, Florian Selby comes back into her life. It was just this dandy, complete bot, but totally toxic. Uh, Her best friend who's gay and it's about this platonic relationship, which is real. It it is love, but they will destroy each other at the same time. Okay. Um, And it's just beautifully dull, but it's really kind of over the top. It's almost like OTT in a way. It's it's very um, heightened. So it's really funny, but also very extremely sad. So some of it you're like, this is not realistic it's a real fantasy kind of and it plays with that but then also two minutes later it'll bring her right back down to reality and go god yeah. you know that's shocking um, and I love it's, B- that it's me- BBC right it's, it's it's BBC H and HBO so it's a, okay. a, a joint kind of endeavor by them but my god it just blew me away and I just wanted to, to watch all of it uh, but I wanted to watch all of it all the time okay so I, I just didn't want to watch anything else so I was like no and then yeah. I couldn't stop talking about it and you know, when you get an evangelical and you're just going to people go just watch this. Please understand what I'm trying to get at. So <laughs> that, that's just been my life for the past like six weeks. It's so, so I, wonderful. yeah, I know
2: I can I can watch here in the UK on BBC iPlayer in Ireland. Where can you watch it? Is it Sky? Can you just watch. You on can Sky? do
1: a, a Sky Box. You can get you can download episodes on your on your okay. Sky Box. Um, it's on BBC on Tuesdays at like twenty to twelve, but it's halfway through the season now. So what I would recommend if you cannot you know find it elsewhere on the net is like just that <laughs> It series link and it will i'd say they'll repeat it on bbc at soul stage yeah. and it'll uh, be on the
2: iPlayer anywhere i'm sure for yeah. for people 100%. In, um, in the uk um yeah i see the trailers all the time for it um but it's yeah it's just it's not been one i devoured devoured the diplomat
1: this weekend i don't know oh, yeah have you, have you watched What's this going on, on their hair What's, What's the off? stuff with her hair? I it, a, I've only watched one episode and I was like, "What's going on here?"
2: Uh it's just—it's Carrie Russell. It is just amazing. It is so good. It is so funny and and dark. And it's a thriller. And it's there's a bit of romance in there. It's sad and then it's funny again. It's it it's brilliant. It is so good. It is Carrie Russell. She plays uh, Kate Wyler. She is. Uh, being sent out to be the ambassador to some country I can't remember where it is now but she then is like changed path. she's sent to London a job she doesn't want she, she's then sent to be the ambassador to the UK and she is like not happy about it and then she finds herself wrapped up in this attack that happens uh, on a British naval ship where there's like 40 British uh, civilians or British naval members that are killed and she's kind of wrapped up in all the politics of that and trying to find out who did it and what's the pr- appropriate response. She is married to a former ambassador who is kind of encroaching in her space and trying to make moves for her. And they have a very conflicted relationship and they're, she's trying to navigate that. And then she's got this team around her who are trying to see if she is appropriate for higher office. And it's all of these kind of running narratives throughout the series and it's it's just brilliant. Like it is so good. It was one of those things that I put on one episode before going to bed on like Saturday night. And then I, I stayed up to watch two more. And it was like, oh, it's like two o'clock in the morning, I need to go to bed. But it was like, I just I am excited I to wake up tomorrow scene. and is- just continue watching. It was it's brilliant. I'm a little bit late to the game. Um, it's been out a couple of weeks, but if anyone hasn't watched it yet, it is so entirely worth it. Um, but it that was not meant to be my love of the week because the reason <laughs> I was late to it was because Again, I don't know if you've you've seen the, the media previews for Queen Charlotte. I don't know if you're interested in Bridgerton. Oh, yeah.
1: Are they waiting there for me? I haven't started it. Well, two days because everyone's going to be consuming that shit on Na- Thursday.
2: Norm- Thursday. <laughs> um, I'm a big Bridgerton fan. I love it. It's candy coated, period drama, easy peasy. Um, It's very sexy. It's very fun. It's very chatable on the internet. Um, Queen it was very good I just don't know if Bridgerton fans are going to love it like no. hardcore Bridgerton fans that are going to expect Bridgerton I'm not yeah. sure if it's going to deliver in the same way that Br- Bridgerton that they would hope for the main series to deliver um, Did you like
1: the last season? Because I wasn't really thrilled with the last Bridgerton I just thought it was a bit wasn't too keen on it
2: I liked it but I didn't find it as
1: compelling
2: as yeah the, I didn't find it as like Moorish as that first season. Uh-huh. I remember that first season it was like I was like racing through it and then I felt like almost this like weird feeling of grief when it was over because I was like, Oh my god, yeah. that was such a beautiful Candyland romance, exciting space, and now yeah. it's gone and I don't know what I'll get it back. And this season two didn't have that same grip. But I also just wonder is that because we the kind of and the newness of it was gone and we kind of all it. of that magic was was gone because we knew it. Like I I wonder if you swap the series. Would it still have been disappointing? I don't know. Like I really yeah, like no. Jonathan Bailey. I thought someone actually was incredible
1: in it. Um, oh, she's great. I thought she was great in it. But oh god. I, I just didn't think they had that chemistry from the really? first season. Yeah. I didn't think their chemistry was as exciting or yeah. intriguing or wanted to see more of it. I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, whereas like the first season I was like, oh my God yeah with each other's clothes off. Like, yeah it was it very sexually charged stuff. that first season
2: wasn't it like it was i it had a lot of um it had a lot of people just kind of that was a lot of, what a lot of people were watching for i think it was just that it was like so fucking horny and like that the second one was definitely not Tamer.
0: although there
2: definitely was a few moments where john de bailey was quite fucking horny and it was like oh god i right. really glad <laughs> i don't watch this like with my mom um and i also just found like rage on page like controversial opinion i think in some corners i just don't like him i just i don't find him attractive no i don't he's he's so like boring to watch in Mm. real life and in like in his press friends and stuff that i'm like i just don't find you a compelling leading man as much as jonathan bailey is incredibly charming and like really Mm. funny and charismatic and i just didn't find that as much with Bring it, John Page. Anyway, Queen Charlotte is coming on Thursday, May fourth, to Netflix. It is definitely worth a watch, if only because season three of and is taking far too long to come. Um, yeah. but yeah, anything else has caught your right eye this week, Jen? I know you, I only told you to have one, but is there anything that jumps out? seen as I selfishly had two
1: picked um, only just married the first sight Australia. Now oh, it's mine. <laughs> once All
2: we finish this, is- I'm diving into the second episode of Final Vows, and I'm fucking balls for it. <laughs> So That'll all waste. I do
1: is like lie there on my own on the couch. And this is my secret single behavior, like Gary Bradshaw. <laughs> and continuously talk to myself in an Australian accent while it's on, like in the background. I'll oh, repeat my God. That somebody has said about Laurie. what are you thinking? I don't think that's cool. Like <laughs> all the time. I'm so annoying to myself, but <sighs> I'm, I'm going to miss it so much. Uh. I'm going. I miss it so much. There's no, a hole in my so heart. Good.
2: it's so good. It's so Mel and Leighton's final vows were last night and she does, she's like, you know that TikTok where it's like, imagine being Australian and saying the word so and you're just eating those. <laughs> and she's like, sorry. And it's like, oh, I love it, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought just melt. I oh, can't wait. so good. Like, and like, then like one, of the,
1: Harrison, one of the experts, Mel, like, off the wart. Just Harrison as a demon. Like if we... We're doing this like it was, you know, my plot on paper. Can you like, imagine if he was on Love Island? Oh, I'm just thinking that a- all imagine, the time. I, I
2: think about it all the time. Like I would not get in a night's sleep the whole no. series. Because yeah. it would just be, it would be horrific. It would be horrific if he was on Love Island. I actually don't, I would actually have to stop. I don't think yeah. I could do a series of him being on Love Island. Like I would Her- just. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Horrific. The worst person I've ever seen on reality TV Horrible. in a long, long time i mean unbelievably compelling viewing yeah i desperately wanted something terrible to happen to yeah
2: <laughs> i'm re- i'm very excited for the for the reunion dinner yes i've seen a lot of it be spoiled on tiktok already and i saw a clip of the experts being like um th- i didn't see what had happened but they're they're discussing animals themselves in their little creepy cctv booth and they're like uh this is the first time in the entire experiment. Harrison has zero control. He has entirely lost the room. People are literally laughing at him, trying to defend himself. And I, as much as that's a horrible feeling for him, it is thoroughly undeserved because he has been that's necessary for him. Because this production has no idea what YouTube you carries. He has let run wild and destroy multiple couples in there. So I'm excited yeah. for people just to be like, "Do you know what, pal? We're not listening to you anymore because you're talking absolute shite." shite.
1: And, like, it's necessary for him to, um, to grow as a person to realise that and to hear that yeah. from people and not block it out and not run away from it or not get validation from his little mates yeah. about it. Like, he needs it's to hear little that from mates. People. His little mates. Uh, and also, I never felt, I never thought I went heartbreak for somebody like the kid for Jess, Jesse. Oh, um, I know. No, wow.
2: honestly, I feel bereft even to think about the series ending. I just... No. Love it so
1: much. I oh, and we'll say if nobody, if if there's anybody on this team that hasn't, just watch it all. Watch it's it. All there. It's all there on all four. And my god, it's a treat.
2: It's so it's good. Keen Sullivan was on last week, and he's not usually a fan of these shows. And that was my love of the week last week. And I was like, <laughs> it's just so good. I actually need to check in to see if he don't, he dived into it because it is just, it's oh. it's just. Bingeable beyond bingeable. It is yeah. you will race through it. It is so good. It's totally um, addictive, and you will sit around going, Nor. Yeah, nor? I <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> oh well, There was a scene weeks ago where Harrison said something, uh, and uh Bronte, his wife, was like, You did this. And he was like, No, that's what you did to me. And Mel one of the experts is like, he flipped it. He flipped the script. And now every time <laughs> someone does it in that in real life, I keep going, he flipped the script. <laughs> like I need it not this wildly not insulting one of them, impression
1: not one of them knows what gaslighting means no properly they oh. say it every two seconds they're like yeah. oh that's gaslighting mate she's gaslighting you and it's like no, no she's just disagreeing with you shut up Oh, it's real gods God. just essential giving
2: okay Jen we need to go watch this episode yes, so let's I'm finish this down. one Jen thank you so much that was very fun and I actually love that deep dive into like the Met Gala, it's space in pop culture. Do we give a fuck? Kind of. Do we feel bad about it? Kind of. Thank you for being here and go Oprah. enjoy Married at First Sight. It's such oh, a I good one. Middle. Oh, it's I gonna love be it so you really
1: too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to this week's guest, Jen Gannon, and thank you to you guys for tuning in each and every week. You can find us on Instagram at Dopey and on TikTok at Orla Condom. Come say hi. You can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and all the latest pop culture news. We'll talk to you then.